You're listening to Bloom in Tech with David Bloom. This podcast sponsored by Fabric Media in Venice, California. Welcome back, everybody. This is David Bloom for Bloom in Tech. I am so delighted to be back with you. Yesterday, I had the chance to moderate a panel on Hollywood and games at the LA Games Conference here in Los Angeles at uh, the W Hotel in Hollywood. It was an amazing lineup of folks really throughout the conference, uh, just a day-long gathering a, a month ahead of E3. Brought together a lot of top talent. I had a panel that was really fantastic. Chris Hewish, Executive Vice President of Interactive for Skydance Interactive. Javon Frazier, the EVP of Strategy and Business Development for Studio 71. John Linden, a president of Seismic Games and a guy with a long history of uh, game creation in various places. Josh Brooks, SVP of Brand Strategy and Marketing for Jam City, the big mobile game maker, headed by Chris DeWolf, an old friend who formerly headed MySpace. And finally, Lydia Bottagoni, Senior Vice President of Story and Franchise Development for Blizzard Entertainment, the gigantic video game company. Pretty formidable lineup, I have to say. Anyway, we had a great conversation. This is a recording, um, excuse the quality of the audio, it was only so-so, of our conversation. It's about a half an hour. I hope you enjoy. It's part of, you know, it's us. 
this side, on, on the kind of layering side, obviously we worked with the IP holder, which is Alcon Entertainment. Um, but in that case, you know, it was definitely more of a supervisory role. You know, so we, we would come up with storylines and, and get that approved by them. And uh, you know, with this guy was slightly involved as he was with the latest film. But, but uh, uh, yeah, so it's very different experiences. Um, you know, Marvel is, is, is one of the, I mean, been a great partner. So, you know, a little bit about that. Um, but uh, you know, I think I think everyone is a little different. But I think a lot of it is just kind of treating brands with respect. Uh, that's what I'm looking for, and, and making sure that you. Uh, you, you don't cross lines that they don't want to cross. You know, make sure you fit in with the goals. I think that's important to understand. I'm sort of curious uh, how often do you get to find out the hard way you cross lines they don't want you to cross? <laughs> um, Any thoughts, Josh? Any other guys want to chime in on this one? I think they tell you. No, no, no. But how often does it happen? I mean, like you're walking along and you go, oh, we got a pretty good, cool thing. It's going to be kind of interesting. And, like, and you get like, there's, shocked. There's a lot of like for companies like ours. There's a lot of money at stake. Uh, one, of our, one of our top talent, uh, his name is Rob Juice. Uh, we, we 
have a, uh, a very successful subscription box system and we've shipped over 100,000 boxes to 57 countries worldwide and we have a game coming out with him very soon um, that we're very excited about. We'll be proving out the gaming model. We're not just an influencer um, promoting the game, but an influencer-based game. So you guys heard it here first. I'm going to tell you when it's coming. It's coming very soon. Um, and you guys will hopefully all download it. And uh, it's the first thing you're going to come. You just brought the mic up. Just sit there and stare at the uh, app store every Tuesday until it comes out. Uh, so that's a, a very different dynamic working with somebody who's an influencer who's built a brand over a decade on his own and with your all's help. Uh, but but there's a lot of opportunity, and I'm just sort of curious about, Javon, as you have 1,300 of these folks, I mean, where that might go um, in terms of addition. I mean, who, anybody else that you guys have in your stable that's doing the game space as a spinoff as they try to diversify their earnings space? Well, in not announcing, uh, the Guava Juice scheme is one of many games this year. Um, we've been working on this initiative for, uh, you know, since I was joining the company. Um, so, um, I will not announce the other games, but yes, there are more games to come. We have 1,300 influencers. The opportunities are um, endless, and we think it's not just um, one type of game, but I think we can carry the scope of games the same way our influencers carry the scope of different topics. So um, there's a lot of different things that we're planning on announcing. I've probably already said too much. There's probably a sniper in the back of the room or something, but um, I'm really excited to kind of uh, talk about it with you guys, because frankly, when we started off the whole journey of like, do influencers drive transactions? I think it's the influencer panel was here at the LA Games Conference um, that I was trying to talk about this idea, and we're very close to seeing if uh, it all works out. So this first one's your proof of concept, really? Yeah, this is definitely a proof of concept. Um, What's a win for you guys? Uh, Harry Potter? No. Um, <laughs> uh, you may have some slight disappointment at Marvel. Don't it up. Uh, no, I'm a big guy. Uh, look, uh, look, I, I've made a lot of Marvel games, uh, and, and frankly, you know, um, you know, those games are astronomical. Congrats on all the success with what you're doing. It's just amazing. Um, I think just having an elongated gaming experience would be great, right? Uh, I think, you know, we know that uh, the talent, uh, a guy like Robert Juice puts out a video every single day and gets over a million views per video, right? So um, that type of long tail um, engagement with the fans is something that we can replicate the gaming experience to be a, a traditional, I mean, a huge success because um, we're proving out that model on a different platform. Right. Now, Lydia, I wanted to go to a song. Um, other people's IPs, Blizzard, Home Grubs, and developed their own IP. 
Um, I've been at the company for shy of two years, so joined the company after the Warcraft movie. So I don't have a lot of um, insight on how that movie came together. Ironically, my prior life, I spent um, over 20 years as a film producer in the animation and visual effects space. Um, it's a long time, but I will touch on, worked on the original Spider-Man franchise with um, Sam Raimi and Tobey Maguire. Um, and why that's important is because we developed a game with Activision, but I was on the other side, I was on the filmmaking side. Um, and before I left Sony um, to go to Blizzard, worked with Romeo Entertainment, developing a movie franchise um, for Angry Birds um, and for Adam Harvey. So I've kind of been on the other side of it. Um, and Do you have any lessons to impart about the challenges and opportunities? Yeah, it's, it's um, somebody said, you know, you gotta be careful with all the stakeholders and work closely with them. I think collaboration and open communication channels and constantly checking back with people um, involved in the original IP, now being a Blizzard, um, and understanding the depth and the care and the commitment that's gone into a game for over 20 years that has the amount of followers and passion around it, back to China um, and deep awareness in China. We've done some surveys in China and Warcraft, um, World of Warcraft and Warcraft 3 game branches have, um, are the top five awareness in China. Still, that's Still. So, wow. so it's huge, right? Um, and it's there's like StarCraft in Korea or something, right? So you know, while I can't speak too much to the making of the movie, what I can say is back to the question around China, there's a lot of opportunity there. Hollywood knows that in general, not just the intersection of games and China, but there's opportunity there. Um, and we find it Blizzard that we've got an enormous fan base there. We have several other games that are you know, in the top 20 in terms of awareness. Older games, again, to like StarCraft and um, Diablo. So I think there's tons of opportunity there still. Right. And, and again, we're kind of on a different side of it. We've actually um, set up our own, we, we see so much opportunity, not just in China, but in the crossover between games and Hollywood that we've actually set up our own production and distribution to the um, actors and studios to sort of explore those opportunities. Right, and we'll get into some of that in, in the esports component as well. Uh, Chris, you guys at Skydance, which is David Ellison's little little startup, um, may know a little bit about the Chinese market too, since uh, you partnered up with uh, Tencent, one of the biggest, certainly the biggest Chinese gaming operation by a long way, but also communications. Um, what's it been like to be um, brand new friends with Tencent, and how does that change what uh, you guys do? Um, yeah, David, it's, I guess the Tencent thing would be Thank you. 
so so the VR space is blowing up in China. We know that there are all kinds of location-based entertainment opportunities. Uh, the idea of taking some of them, because you guys, uh, Skydance, the film side, has done a bunch of big films. I mean, he tends to be, unlike his sister, he tends to do more uh, big action kinds of films. And I think that was one of the appeals to Tencent, right? Yeah, correct. We're sort of like the big blockbuster uh, film company, so famous like in the Allison family. I mean, Larry does Larry does the America's Cup and Oracle. <laughs> Megan do the uh, Zero Dark Thirty, win some awards. David goes There's to Island in there too, isn't there? Giant Island. Yes, there is. Yeah, Little Island. It's a small island actually. It's not the big island. It's under Park. So it only has two. He only has two, four seasons, and all the melodies are on Anyway, so, uh, but but the idea is you, you all are creating big Hollywood brands. You, on the interactive side, are taking some of that idea eventually and turn that into VR, and now you've got this investor in Tencent. They didn't buy everything. They bought it as a chunk, right? Yeah, so they, yes, I don't think we disclosed what. But you could. That would be an announcement. That would be an announcement. That would be a post-announcement yeah, announcement. That would be looking for a job. Well. <laughs> So yeah, no, I mean, look, there is the opportunities are great for them. Still figuring it out. Uh, it's an interesting situation. It was like two months ago that was announced, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's an interesting situation where they came in uh, more on the media side. You know, as, as a lot of Chinese companies are looking to expand the media footprint into the West and also to bring properties back into China. Um, this was one where gaming was actually not the primary focus, unlike an investment in Riot or Activision or Ubisoft or any of the other companies that had since invested in. Um, but we were thrilled on the game size to, to have that happen. Now we're talking with them about everything from licensing, you know, some of our properties to help, uh, whether it's on mobile or PC, uh, to help sort of break out just the, the Chinese market to get a worldwide footprint. That's where some of the brands that we have can come into play. Yeah, that's interesting when you think about it because Tencent really has, I mean, they've got uh, really big uh, communications tools uh, and apps that are among the biggest in the very big Chinese market and, and God knows how many game companies now. So buying into Skydance on the media side was kind of a step out for them. And you're like, oh my God, we've got we got a big brother now, right? Exactly. exactly. Um, did, did you guys get bigger all of a sudden inside of Skydance with Tencent buying in? It's like all of a sudden it's like, ooh, these guys are... This does bring up another question, which is what counts as Hollywood these days? Because we have the, the explosion of esports, and, and Lydia and I were having a, an in-depth, and, and her uh, a PR person were having an in-depth conversation before we came out here about um, you know esports is sports, and it's now being televised, and Turner has stuff, and ESPN has stuff, and uh, I think a couple other channels have, have eSports, and Twitch is blowing up, and that's that looks like broadcasting uh, with conversation. <laughs> exactly, there's emoji, yeah. Um, so, so uh, as you all approach these things, as you all think about what you're doing in your businesses, is it, you know, what, what counts as Hollywood anymore? Are you all looking at, for instance, uh, creating mobile games based on eSports franchises? I mean, like metagames almost. I mean, I'm trying to think about, you know, what, 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 where's the future going in terms of Hollywood in the game space? And I'll jump in on um, what I think the distinction becomes is what's entertainment, right? Hollywood is 
traditionally a construct that implies film, feature film, um, theatrically released feature film, maybe sold over to television. Where all the money's been over the last 20 yeah, years. But. but when you talk about Hollywood now, what do you really mean? I think we're talking about entertainment. You've got S5, and you've got streaming, and you've got um, esports and broadcasting esports, and you've got influencers that are an entertainment source unto themselves on none of those platforms. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty exciting. Where, where is entertainment going? And for sure, Blizzard sees entertainment is going into the um, sports and broadcasting around sports and kind of entertainment lifestyle, brand lifestyle choices. Um, you know, we both have our arena not far from here in Berkeley that we fill up routinely with um, live matches and with streaming. Um, it's kind of a whole new world that you could possibly. Right, you guys launched the. Um, I guess it was on the Activision. Yeah, the Overwatch. That's on the Activision side, but it's in the Blizzard arena. Yeah, Blizzard arena in the space of the old sideshow, Jalen and Johnny Carson. Yeah, yeah. School space. Yeah, yeah. Go Gladiators. Go Gladiators. Go Valiant. Go Valiant. All right. One of the things was interesting about the Overwatch launch. I remember this earlier here. Is they launched an esports league that was specifically tied to individual cities. The franchise owners, who include people like the people that own the LA Rams, and uh, if you're a football, if you're a soccer fan, uh, he also owns Arsenal, my team over there in the English Premier League, but they bought in one of the uh, LA franchises. But they have one in Shanghai, they have one in London, they have seven, uh, six others sprinkled around outside of LA. Robert Kraft the Right. Robert Kraft, the New England uh, Patriots owner. So, again, you're seeing a smearing between traditional sports and esports and leagues that are tied to specific cities. It's and, and lots of partnerships, too. One of the really interesting things, one of the great things is a big broadcast deal that we did with Twitch around that league. Um, yeah, they, they, the, 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 the report, and I'm sure you'll be glad to confirm this, uh, right, Mila, uh, is that uh, if something like $90 million was paid. I mean, just like that, paid for, by Twitch for the television, the, 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 can't even call it television rights. I mean, it was the broadcast. 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 Because broadcasting, you're broadcasting. It was online. They weren't, they weren't uh, going over to Channel 5 and turning on the, the antenna. Uh, but the, the TV rights, whatever that count, the words we no longer mean anything. Yeah. So, 90 million. with companies like Toyota, so yeah, it's it's a real business. I mean, we've got to think about games almost now in a, a very different way. And Hollywood's actually been pretty good, I think, about sort of slowly, or people like CAA and UTA have been really good about expanding the notion of what entertainment is and bringing it in. I think that the game business probably needs to open up a little bit, right? And and, and I think the esports ends up becoming one of those opportunities. Javon, is that? I mean, look, the, the, the concept of, of Hollywood is important. I mean, Anyone with, with, with influence is, you know, someone that's Hollywood, frankly. Like, the, the, the black people that are, you know, driving millions of views to their content daily, like, that's something you can't ignore. And I think there's still a, uh, a perception of, you know, is this a passing phase? Or is this, you know, and I've been talking about this, you know, for years, and someone that was learning her for myself, frankly, not coming from a traditional Hollywood background, uh, it's hard to deny, you know, you talk about, you know, the rabid fan base or something like Avengers, the rabid fan base is somebody that's pushing out content every single day and people are tuning in, it is, I mean, it's something that 
is undeniable. I think it's just never going to go away. And I think that there is a lot of, I mean, you saw the world change when I was on Twitter and Drake started playing Fortnite, right? Now everyone's talking about Fortnite, right? Uh, it wasn't just Drake. I love Drake. Drake's great. Hey. It, wasn't Ninja, it wasn't Ninja and Drake alone. That just was like, oh my god, look at that. But they were already booming. It was pretty big impact. All right. It was a very big impact. They set a record for Twitch in, in simultaneous use. 600,000 plus. 638,000. Right, so that's a world-changing event, right? And, and we're starting to see that more and more daily. And I think it's, it's, it behooves everyone to jump on board. Because right. the, the train is out of the station. Well, I don't know if that's stretching right. you're talking about Fortnite zero time after that. Thank you.